When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Tuesday this morning. We are fresh off a snub. For Lady Gaga, who was multiple not nominated. Snubs. Multiple snubs. We are just coming off of the Oscar nominations. Let me hear it. Who else got snubbed? I didn't get a chance to look. I just saw House of Gucci, Lady Gaga, um, snub. So House of Gucci snubbed across the board, which is, <gasps> I think, hilarious. A hilarious end to the entire House of Gucci. Well, I consider the end. movie... The movie and the press tour all to be part of sort of one large performance that we've been watching and for it to end in them getting no Oscar nominations is extremely hilarious. Uh, But they snubbed Rachel Zegler for West Side Story and that I cannot abide. Didn't she win the Golden Globe? She might have, but she was great and she she deserves, I think, at least to be in the mix. Nominated, yeah. Yeah. You hear her sing? Everyone says it's really good, actually. Yeah, I like I love West Side Story in general, um, and we'll watch all adaptations of West Side Story. And I think the performances in this one are phenomenal. I'm very glad that Ariana DeBose got nominated for um, her Anita, but I just feel mm. that Rachel should at least be in the mix. At least be in the mix. Yeah. At least be in the mix. I mean, the award shows, much like the Olympics, I feel like the hype and the sheen is sort of wearing off these days. Like, I don't get us. Rachel's Latina, too, right? Yeah, she's She's Colombian. Colombian. Yeah. Something Mm -hmm. like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And all talent, all star. (laughs) Yes. Well, speaking speaking of all star talent, shall we discuss (laughs) the next phase in our Joe Rogan journey? Oh, my God. Well, 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 if it isn't Joe Rogan forcing himself into the public discourse once again because he just can't manage to say anything socially inappropriate. This time we aren't talking about his podcast episodes featuring misinformation. We were done talking about this. I was done talking about him. We were done. Mm -hmm. We were done. And then there he goes. Well, he didn't go for the past 10 years. There he went. Yeah, he's been going. (laughs) There he's been gone. I wouldn't put (laughs) it past him, though, to just in the midst of when he is like, there's so much intense dialogue around him for him to just throw out the N-word. I wouldn't throw it past, put it past him. But apparently he said it in the past. 
We're talking about how Spotify has quietly removed episodes of the Joe Rogan experience that featured Rachel slurs. I don't know why I said featured there. I don't know. <laughs> Included. Yeah, the, the guest star was the racial slurs he said. <laughs> Basically, I mean, at this uh, point. I mean, pretty much. A video showing Rogan saying the N-word 20 times went viral after it was shared by India Ari. And Rogan did something after that he hasn't done yet on social media. He apologized. He posted a video on Instagram to address what he described as the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. I don't even buy that. I'm sure there's something worse. He said the video was shameful. Young people not to get vaccinated is pretty shameful, but continue. Yeah, I realize I guess it's not for me to say if there's something worse than saying the N-word, but he's just really taken a gamble there that that's the worst thing he's ever done. Well, also, like, I do think... It's also always important when we're talking about Joe Rogan to keep in mind that the beginning of this person's career was made like having people eat bulls testicles um, and like like drink paste. Well, so, I feel like it was bombing was like, at the Hollywood Improv, and then he got he exactly. worked, he failed upwards to get people to eat bull testicles. But I was like. Was fear, was fear Factor even that popping? Like everyone's like, oh, blah blah. But I I'm watched like, a lot of Fear Factor. I will say I will all captive. I will say that I was watching a lot of Fear Factor. I think it was fairly popular. I think it was fairly popular for like. Back then, we didn't have as much TV to watch. There wasn't as many things. So it was like Fear Factor was like it. appointment television. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't I couldn't withstand it. But no, I don't want to yeah, see people eat butt and like horse shit or I whatever. Do. I Wesley do. Lowry. From, I just saw the- Jackass last weekend. I do. <laughs> Jackass. I do. But Jackass, they, they, <laughs> they break up the eating weird shit with like falls and like farting on yeah. people. But like, yeah. which is well, great. Of course, no, Jackass is elevated on a different level, of course, than Fear Factor. Highbrow Fear Factor. Yeah, Jackass is a cultural touchstone in a way that Fear Factor never could or would be, but. I will. I'll engage in all sorts of weird stuff like that. And Johnny Knoxville is way hotter than Joe Rogan. Well, I can't even get into that. He looks amazing. He looks, he looks amazing. Yeah. Wasn't it say um, <laughs> every year there's like a, a Twitter thing of like every new every Jackass release has gotten higher ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like <laughs> people don't know if it's like actually that like we have a culture has like gone dumber or like that the the movies have gotten better. I mean, based um, on what we're talking about today, I would say that it is it is both. former. Oh, former that we've gotten <laughs> yeah. them. I would say yeah, a so, difference. I don't know. No, different. I think we've also I think that we've also evolved to understand the value that watching a guy get punched in the balls by like a pro wrestler <laughs> actually brings. And that sometimes you just need to see Wee Man get attacked by a vulture while he's covered in meat. And yeah, it, after two years of pandemic, I needed to see it. You know I needed what? That's to see a good... danger. Aaron get attacked by a bear, maybe. There's just um, there's an essay there of like the escapism of Jackass or whatever, but also. <laughs> We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. 
Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Back to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said that the video was shameful and hard to watch, uh, but he said it was taken out of context. But then he still acknowledged that there's not really any context where it's appropriate. And he said that he didn't say it to be racist, which just, I feel like, begs two immediate questions. Is there any context in which a white person can say the N-word and it's not racist? Or is there any context in which it's appropriate? Why are we still having these conversations? I think that what he was trying to do was like when when people would say it instead of saying the N word, like the untriggered or the manly thing to do is just to say it to like destigmatize it and to like give less meaning to the word. That's what he thinks he's doing. But like, of course, like it's not his fucking place. And it's just also like. Take a step back, dude. You're not the person to decide to destigmatize this. You're not the person to, like, it's just so, like, just a man way of doing it. Like, yeah, you know, if we just push through it, then it won't bother. It's like, you're not, if multiple people said, like, just don't fucking say this word, don't say the word. Like, you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt any point that he's trying to make by not saying it. Because I think he would be like, oh, yeah. And then they called them, you know, and it's just like, it's not, I don't know. It's just not your place. And also, like, the, you know, people say, people can argue if there's a context in which a white person, I kind of feel like maybe no, like, I don't know, maybe in like movies or something. Certainly but not like, this one. None of these. <laughs> like, none I feel of like these. it's one of, it's like. Maybe it's like like porn, you know it when you see it. Like, you know when it's appropriate when you see it, but I, I haven't personally seen it ever. <laughs> I think literally what Millie just said is like, you are playing a role in a movie. Right. Like, is like, and like, you know, sometimes that's necessary because a character in a movie, whatever. But it's also like, I think that what he's trying to do is um, this thing that I have seen I feel like I've seen in a lot of like white male cis comedians where it's like they can't avoid they want to touch the hot stove so bad that they want to make this like work around where it's like, no, I'm just referencing it as a word because I want to destigmatize it where as like Millie said, it's number one, not their like decision to to do that. Mm -hmm. Number one. And number two, it's putting the cart way before the horse as far as like racism and like destigmatizing things go like maybe yeah, what if someday... somebody called you a cunt all the time and you were like hey can you not and they're like we're just yeah, trying to destigmatize like, it it's not for you to decide 
Yeah, exactly. And it's also just, it's a situation where me, I, I feel like I see this a lot in like bad faith or like disingenuous arguments from like pseudo right leaning people where they try they try to argue against this ideal equal world that should exist where like yeah should technically in some utopian world you be able to say the word in reference to words and you because you're not using it with intent it's okay da 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 like Maybe, but that's not the world that we live in right now at all. And it's way too charged and way too hurtful. And we are just not in that place where you need to be saying that on a podcast in any way. And I feel like we see that a lot where they're like, well, it, like, I feel like it, not to make a huge leap, but it reminds me of stuff with affirmative action where they're like, well, it should all be equal and we should never think about race at all. And it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. in an ideal world, that should be true. But we're actually yeah, correcting right, for yeah. something that has not been corrected for yet. And so, no. Yeah, exactly. And I think that in that same touchstone, you know, the, that's why these people like that's why a lot of these male comedians like do jokes about rape or jokes about like gay people or trans people. And it's just like. They want to be the ones that to destigmatize it and they feel like nothing should be off limits. And, you know, it's a comedian's job to push boundaries or whatever. But it's just like you're it's not your place. You know, we don't live in this world. And also, like, you're a straight white man. Why do you think it's your position to to, to speak yeah. on this? Like, and I will also say, um, you know, I tweeted about like. Whitney Cummings. <laughs> yeah. And I know we'll talk about it later. Let's pivot into sort of how this has other public figures, including Whitney Cummings, have sort of chimed chimed in here for whatever reason. She tweeted basically that, you know, the normal bullshit that comedians like shouldn't be held to the same standards as everybody else. It's their job to push boundaries and to expose you to unsavory things so that you can come to your own conclusions about them. And Millie, you had a bit of a, a viral response to that tweet. So what we were going to say, what, what's like, what do you reject about that? Well, you know, first of all, I just feel like, you know, her compulsion to do that. It's not like these comedians are compul like compulsory, like they shouldn't censor any comedians. It's always with their friends. And mm -hmm. my point was just like, I have a lot of close friends that do comedy that I consider like, it's not just business relationships, which I also understand, like, but it's also like, if any of them got 116 episodes, well, 70 to 116 is what I've read, episodes removed for saying racial slurs, I wouldn't publicly dick ride, which, or just like, you know, cape for them, yeah. like the way Whitney Cummings is. Like, okay, there are ways to, sh I would send a private text. Hey, man, this sucks. If I, you know, if I really didn't care about black people, but I wanted to show my friend support, <laughs> I, would I would privately say that, but not publicly, like embarrass yourself and throw yourself under the bus. What has Joe Rogan, like, I guess because Joe Rogan has put Whitney Cummings on his thing, but like, when has he really ever stood up for anything that Whitney Cummings, like, shut up. And an, a point that, the point that I was going to make earlier was that there is another thing where it's like comedians don't exist to push boundaries. They exist to sell drinks on slow nights. And the guy who wrote that is also just like we were talking and it's just like, yeah, pushing boundaries. What is pushing boundaries about a white man saying the N word? 
that's not push. That's actually pushing boundaries back. Like the boundaries yeah. have already yeah, been back. Right. Like there's nothing pushing or edgy about it that has already happened. So pushing boundaries would get people to rethink or whatever. And th- that's just not what they're doing. And with the N word thing specifically, like, I don't even think I didn't watch Joe Rogan's entire apology. But I don't even think he was like claiming about the N-word stuff. Like I was trying to push boundaries. I think he pushes boundaries, pushes boundaries in quotes with the with the COVID nonsense. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're right. For this, for her to tweet that reaction after the N-word stuff is like, no, girl, this is when this is when you let it go. And some other public figures, again, works themselves into this. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson previously had defended Rogan's <laughs> podcast. Just sort of like freedom of speech, all that, but um, withdrew his support. There were headlines this morning, like The Rock withdraws support. It's like Joe Rogan's not <laughs> running for office, but those, I mean, they do sort of show what influence he he has. But uh, The Rock said yesterday, "quote I was not aware of his N word use. Learning moment for me." Dumbass. Fair. Okay. And Andrew Yang tweeted, Andrew Yang Of course tweeted, he did. Quote, I don't think Joe Rogan is racist. The man interacts with and works with black people literally all of the time. <gasps> Yang deleted his original tweets. Because he's a dumbass. I see that they were hurtful, but I thought I was you know, making a good point. And said in a new thread something, <laughs> did you? something did you? to the end of, I think we should have the capacity to forgive people. Shut up. A lot of people who say the N-word actually are not forgiven. I feel like there are a couple pop culture cases where, like, that's sort of it. That's sort of it if you're white. Like, Kramer. that's kind of the end of the world. Right. Kramer is the one I can think of. Well, he he didn't like just it. say the N-word. He said, like, because black people were heckling him, he was like, yeah, you should be lynched or something. Because he was doing a bad I think set. he also said the N-word. He said the N-word. I think he also... Anyone who says said, that has also... Yeah, it's just like... It, it, it's not like if you're saying it so callously, like he said, and also like I think India Ari, which first of all, love her, loved her music when I was growing up. Very woo woo, like fun stuff. Uh, very female empowerment. Love it, love it, love it. Um, there, there's a few things about that, but it's like she's also like anti-COVID misinformation. And then when, so Spotify did that like pacify hub that we talked about. And then she's like, no, also this is why I don't fuck with Spotify. And then she released the 20 20 times saying, which is also like, great. It was so funny because one of these guys, um, like one of these Joe Rogan stands on Twitter was like, whatever, no one listens to her anyway. And then somebody like screenshotted that she gets like a million listeners a month. So it's like, they're not like, it's not like they're not losing, but yeah, I just think that yeah, uh, not surprised that the the rocks a Republican and Andrew Yang's an idiot, and um, <laughs> and also I want to hear what y'all have to say about not being racist because you work with black people. Somebody on Andrew Yang's team suddenly said somebody close to Andrew Yang was a close friend puts him on his team. Then suddenly that person says something incredibly racist about Asian Americans. Are you going to have the same response? It's like. These are real people. Probably. Real people. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't honestly, <laughs> honestly, Andrew Yang, probably. But I, your point, yeah. <laughs> your point still stands. Well, to me, it's less also, at this point. Sorry, I just think it's interesting that the people who are absolving, quote unquote, Joe Rogan, like, none of them actually have the ability to do that. None of them are black so far. I'm sure there's probably someone somewhere who is black that is of the opinion he should be absolved but like maybe maybe, maybe he got the same guy that did jenny jenny wen's live 
Well, maybe you bitch. can link up with. <laughs> maybe that guy's on cameo, but ju- cameo just for racist. No, what is what are Silk and <laughs> yeah. Diamond, Diamond and Silk doing? They probably absolve mm. someone. <laughs> Diamond and Silk. Oh no. Which, the, <laughs> which also they. I are. mean, it's somebody else that's chiming in on this is Donald Trump. He said yesterday, Joe Rogan is an interesting and popular guy, but he's got to stop apologizing to the fake news and radical left maniacs and lunatics. I really wish I had a a Trump voice. How many ways can you say you're sorry, Joe? Just go about what you do so well and don't make them, don't let them make you look weak and frightened. Oh, they're saying the N-word. Trump is saying don't apologize for saying the N-word, which is obviously not surprising at all. But um, I mean, I would like Whitney Cummings to take this in and just maybe think about what it means when you're falling on the same side of an issue as Donald J. Trump. She don't care. It's her friend. (laughs) I guess none of these people care. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just sad because there is, like, there are, we talk about it all the time about, like, how there are crazy people on Twitter who will take one inkling of something and just, like, fucking harass you and gang up on you for it, and it's super dumb. But, like, the thing about people like Whitney Cummings, Donald Trump is like, whatever, he's gone and he's going to be dead. Yeah, soon. so disappointed in Donald Trump. Yeah, there. no, but Whitney Cummings is just like, she's just going to chalk it up to like cancel culture and like people just wanting to gain up for no reason or whatever and not actually like sit and think. And there's again, like a million jokes about like all the people that are like, don't worry, Joe, like we accept your apology. They're all white guys who are like, don't worry like we know that you didn't mean it and it's like shut up shut up hey american fever dream listeners i'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift now you can use gift mode on etsy gift mode on etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion it's easy just tap or click gift mode on your etsy app or etsy.com then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like and gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. The CEO of Spotify, he made a statement yesterday, and internally to his staff, he said, there are no words I can say to adequately convey how deeply sorry I am for the way the Joe Rogan experience controversy continues to impact all of you. But then he went on to say, that he doesn't believe silencing Joe is the answer and that we should have clear lines around content and take action where they are crossed. But canceling voices is a slippery slope. Nobody, I I think people that react to this like, oh, freedom of speech, you can't be canceled, maybe are not aware of the fact that Spotify paid this man $100 million. Yeah. I I do think that that's important and his podcast maybe should stay up. However, he should not be allowed to monetize it and not anymore with the N-word stuff. And the fact that it's like 
this stuff is going to keep happening for Spotify because somebody who, who does COVID misinformation also has probably said the N-word and we're probably going to get some more unsavory stuff about this guy because it's a certain type of person. It's not like you just have like one bad quality. Most of these people have multiple bad qualities that are compounding and this is just going to keep happening and like more offensive stuff. The, the, bowl, the ball is now rolling for Spotify. Well, yeah, I mean, well, here's my question just on a basic math level, right? right. So we have a video where he says the N-word 20 times, but we have 70 episodes of the podcast <laughs> that were removed. <laughs> so, Those so were various like, racial slurs, not just the N-word. So, okay, that's already crazy. That's already right, because like, it's not like, oh, he said the N-word a couple times. It's he had a habit of saying racial slurs in certain contexts. He refused to listen to the public when it became very clear to anybody who cared to listen that this is not, these are not acceptable ways to talk. I mean, we had like, we all remember 2020. And if you didn't spend the summer of 2020, like feeling guilty and devastated and sad all of the time, I guess these are, the, and you didn't learn those things. It's like, it's a qual- yeah. it's a quality of his to say these but things. Also, it's not like he made mistakes. It's a, it's an, a quality of his that he thinks he should be able to do that. Yeah, but also, like, it goes back even further than that. Like, you haven't been able to say the N-word on a broadcast in a really long time, actually. He refused so to accept that. Like, he was like, no, oh, not me. to do it in today's climate. It's like, yeah, but also, this has actually been not allowed for probably all of Joe Rogan's life. So, like, what he's playing a game that isn't actually... the, the He's making up terms that aren't real and being like, you know back then da 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 it's like no mm. like we just said Kramer was canceled for saying the n-word like when we were kids like people we, this has been we know we know like yeah. that you're not allowed to do this and you you knew it when you did it so I feel like he's also gaslighting us into this world where it was actually okay to say the n-word on a podcast four years ago when it like was Never. not at all well a few things right this like 70 to like 70 plus episodes that were deleted those were already like before he went on spotify spotify also deleted a bunch of shit before like they deleted his more controversial interviews i think they didn't put up the gavin mcginnis one like they were really problematic ones so this is like the second or third edit of his catalog so that's also super disturbing I and you know what they bought that catalog you don't just it. buy like you can buy if you buy a podcast, like you can buy, like, okay, we're just going to host everything else. They decided that they were going to pay for that. All of it. And they decided, like, they mm-hmm. definitely knew about this. And they decided that some of those could stay up. Well, the thing Crazy. is that I was going to speak to And could be continued to be monetized. The thing that I was going to speak to is that rumor mill Spotify employees... It was very, very contentious within internally of this purchase. And a lot of employees were really discouraged. And it was like a lot of like internal conflict about this, you know, and they really did not feel good about the purchase even before it was purchased. I mean, can you imagine being a person of color that works at Spotify? Like, how you know, whatever. Like, how would that fucking make you feel? And then finally... It's literally a hostile workplace, knowing that your workplace is fine with paying $100 million to somebody who has no problem saying the N-word. 100%, and that sucks. That sucks because, you know, yeah, there are the... I I think about this with, like, Facebook and, like, a lot of these tech companies all the time that have, like, a lot of employees. Like, 
these are good jobs for people like amazing jobs. who are not involved in the decision making process and in certain cases the only job spotify also has a lot of creative jobs too like a lot of people who are producing podcasts for them working for them in all these different spaces and different environments and whatever and it's it must be, like you said, just so discouraging to be like, okay, I can put all this work into my company, be proud of working for this company, be proud of my work for this company, and then a bunch of guys up at the top are going to decide to give $100 million to a guy who said the N-word at minimum 20 times. And double down. And double down. Absolutely, definitely double down. way oh, more times. No, a guy who's telling people to eat horse paste. Um yeah. And those episodes have not been removed, we should clarify. Like, they are still just saying, oh, we have a hub. Yeah. And as we said with Dr. Irabunda last, like, this CEO may think that this is a good decision for the time, but I'm very curious in 30 years when he looks back at how many people were listening to this podcast, because it's not just a little podcast. It's 11 million people who are then posting on their Facebooks and getting to millions more people. Right. I'm curious to see where this goes. I hope we don't have to have another 30-minute conversation about it, but we might. We might. I mean, a guy that does this has definitely done some other things that are that are going to come back. I don't care if this guy has a podcast. It just – and Sammy got to this yesterday, but, like, as creatives in this space, it's just wild to see, you know, how hard we work. You guys know how hard we all work here to not offend anybody and not – to avoid being canceled because but because it's we genuinely don't want to say things that are hurtful to people and we want to know when we've done that so that we can correct it and so it's like i don't expect to have nobody expects to have 100 million dollars but what we're going to get to next is like who is actually rewarded for what they contribute to the dialogue uh so we'll come back to that next. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. 
Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. So for our next topic, I want to talk about the Joe Rogan stuff today in the context of NBC reportedly discouraging Leslie Jones from live reacting to the Winter Olympics, to whatever extent we think there's a parallel. I'm curious what you think. And there is some vagueness to to how much they have discouraged her versus maybe not taken advantage of her in a way that could have financially benefited her in a lot of ways. So on Monday, Leslie Jones, and if you don't know this, she she like does live commentary on the Olympics. That's really hilarious. She'll do minutes at a time. They got millions of views during uh during the Tokyo Olympics, and she's been doing this for a while. She said on Monday that her videos have been blocked and that she was considering giving up on the Olympics because there were people who didn't want her to be giving commentary. She also suggested that some were trying to mimic her commentary instead of spotlight her. So by that, I think she meant NBC and other networks are like hiring comedians to do commentary when she's sort of the one that made that even a a genre Mm -hmm. for this. So Jones actually did contribute to NBC's coverage in Rio during the 2018 Games and in South Korea. And But obviously, she just did this virtually last year. Maybe that was a COVID thing. But yesterday, she retweeted a lot of posts saying that NBC was wrong not to hire her to be a formal commentator and that she was one of the only things that were making these people actually want to watch the Olympics. So that made me pretty confident that something motivating this, her reaction, wasn't just the videos getting taken down. Because honestly, NBC does that to everybody. They did that to SUP this morning. They pay so much for the Olympics that they don't, they gatekeep the content. But yeah. after well, Jones they make posted, it impossible to watch, too. And well, it's really exactly. And after annoying. Jones posted her statement, a <laughs> spokesman from the Olympics was like, no, she can do whatever she wants. We love her. She, she should keep doing it. And I assume, you know, they, they tweaked their tech so that her videos would not be taken down. But what do you think she made her? What do you think hurt her here? What was she reacting to? I have a couple of things immediately, like on this story. Number one, when we're talking about like Leslie Jones at NBC, you've always got to remember that she's a former SNL alum. So a lot of times with these SNL alums, NBC is always involved in everything that they do forever and ever. Like if you watch former SNL stars, new shows and new ventures, Lord Michaels is always a producer on it, like all of that stuff. So it, it is actually out of the ordinary for NBC to not be taking advantage of her in that way. Like, that is actually strange because these networks, the way they work is like, especially when you're talking about NBC and SNL, is that they are always going back to that talent. So it it, it actually is really strange that NBC would not have a formal place for Leslie Jones in their Olympic commentary. And I think that they were pro- I don't think that they were like actively taking her videos down, but I think what she's trying to highlight is that if maybe she were a different type of celebrity to NBC, they would have already taken advantage of this. They would have already made sure whatever needed to be in place was in place so that her videos aren't being taken down. Somebody should have and- reached out to her a month ago about a partnership. And uh, you how know, to optimize. Yeah, I mean, it should be uh, and she should have said, no, pay me. She wants to do. Yeah. But still, yeah. it's, yeah, I think. I don't put it past, I don't put it past someone on some Olympics board being like, you know, this is very pessimistic, but like Leslie Jones is not the kind of person we want for our brand, for the Olympics brand. These are image obsessed. Like when you just hear about the shit that like Tanya Harding had to go through, a lot of people have to go through to even like qualify for Olympics and all that shit. Like it would not push, put it past me that somebody is like, 
we don't want her to be the face of the Olympics, like for America, you know, whatever. Um, and it is this thing of like, just really not appreciating, not valuing the the contributions that black people and especially black women give to our society. It's just like, it's not even just like a given. It's just like, no, you can't do this. And we're going to bring someone less funny that has like less clout than, you know, it's just like so, so transparent that that's what they're doing. It is so transparent because you think whenever somebody goes viral, whether it's a known celebrity or not during a certain like cultural or nationwide event, they kind of become a, like micro celebrity around that. And you see them associate like it would have been it's just such an obvious partnering opportunity for NBC, especially when there's no hype around these Olympics. There feels like kind of a bummer. NBC is taking down all the videos. It does seem like in a very intentional. And I mean, I would just assume based on numbers about participation in winter sports for black people that you would really be open to the opportunity to introduce this to a whole new group of spectators who might not have had it before, who see an entry point through Leslie Jones. But I think what you're saying, Millie, what I would assume is that like, you're right. I think somebody just didn't feel like that was part of the brand and probably like was happy to forego all of the positive, positive benefits of including her. And maybe that's, we're projecting a lot, but maybe that's what she's reacting. Well, you know, we're not Amanda because we also have cool runnings and we know how racist winter sports are. (laughs) Absolutely. Jamaican men. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i think i think the jamaican women have a bobsled they team do this year. they're back that, they're i wanted to put back. it on the there set but i couldn't a female reboot of cool runnings for the jamaican female team what are we doing what are we doing what oh my gosh starring leslie jones Starring Leslie, Leslie Jones in the in the Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. role. <laughs> oh no, wait, John, wait, John oh, Goodman. Absolutely. The John Goodman role hmm. or Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I was isn't Cuba Gooding Jr. also in Cool Runnings? Or am I thinking you know what? I'm thinking of the movie where he he where he with the dogs. Oh, oh that no dogs. <laughs> Snow dogs. No. I thought you meant John like like I thought you meant John. Is it John Goodman? I was getting sl- I was getting my sleds confused. Like the, the, the <laughs> retired. I could see like trying to be in Jamaica, getting her groove back, then all these like track runners, and then she's like, oh, oh whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, I write it. I think it would be a good movie. I'll write it. <laughs> you should write it. Well, I mean between yesterday and today, we have dragged uh Congress and its staff, Spotify, and NBC. So Amazing. If you want to put it. Well, I just got to. Yeah, no, none of them will hire me. No, I just got to <laughs> say, too, just to go back to five subjects ago, but really quick, Spotify said they're going to give $100 million to right. marginalize. So, like, they're matching what they gave Joe Rogan, but, like, they gave Joe Rogan, one white man, $100 million, and everybody else can fight for $100 million. Yep. And they think Spike that's games. a fucking solve. And I know. Like, I would like it wasn't even like Joe Rogan saying, you know what, I'm gonna donate some of the hundred million that they oh, paid. No. So now Spotify Joe Rogan has cost you two hundred million dollars. More. Congratulations. Because Neil oh, yeah. Young and all of them left. Mm-hmm. Spotify should give Millie a hundred million dollars. What that, Millie, Leslie Jones, me. That- is the way. <laughs> Amanda, if I get a hundred million dollars, I'll give you a million. Oh wow! Thank you. After taxes, right? Uh, well, no, it's like <laughs> okay, before taxes, enough. and it'll barely just cover your wedding. 
<laughs> It'll cover your plate at my wedding. Yeah, my plate at your wedding. Because <laughs> they're very expensive plates. I'll get salad. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you better eat the salad. Elise knows. I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same food people that Elise did. They're so good. Oh, yeah. I need to yeah, tell them that I'll really hire good. them. Dish it was food, delicious, baby. right? Yeah. Oh, uh, did you bet you're gonna get Cuban food and get like that? <laughs> you could listen. I wouldn't put it. I, I, I They did a great job with they us. Did a great so. job. That is our show. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully not talking about Joe Rogan until the end of Democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales, and I'm Elise Ramirez, and this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.